0: Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to the newest episode of Dick Rogers Space Detective. Wait, does this count as an episode? Well, hopefully we'll get a good enough recording from this to use on the podcast itself. And then when we post it, we can just use this as the intro to the actual episode.
1: You think this is getting a little meta right off the bat? I mean, we've got a live crowd out here at Dubuque Fest! Fest, woo! And they might not e- even know who Dick
2: Rogers Space Detective is, much less what the podcast is. Well,
0: I was trying to get to that. Oh,
2: no you don't. Eleanor warned me about this, I've got her notes. She say you'd spend 20 minutes explaining the history of the radio show, and how you found it, and how it became a podcast before we even get to the episode.
0: Which is such a fun script! This one came from the Hasselblad Archive, which we talked about in a previous episode of our we're podcast. We're losing and- the crowd.
2: Okay, folks, short version. Dick Rogers' Space Detective is a radio show for, like, decades, and then everybody forgot about it. And then we found it, and now we're using scripts from the radio show and turning it into a podcast. Go subscribe now. We'll wait.
0: <laughs> well, we are the Northeast Radio Drama Society, or NERDS. And uh, I'm Joanna Hemlock. I'm A.Z.
3: Walter. Darla Moskowitz,
2: Coburn, Washington. And I'm Daniel Castle. And for those of you who've seen our live streams or heard the show before, you'd recognize Skeevy Mike, our producer. Come on, do you have to call me that? My mom's out there. I'm, I'm not skeevy. I'm re- really the radio actually- show itself, which ran for a frankly suspicious length of time, starred Dick Rogers, a space detective, and there was very little continuity from season to season,
0: or episode to episode.
2: Oh, but Dick always did keep his
4: trusty space blaster. <coughs> his trusty space blaster. What happened? Space blaster. Um, butte. Butte?
0: Yes. uh. Um, Moving on. Dick Rogers and the Craft Show Caper was written by John Lewis and originally broadcast June 21st, 1939. Now, we thought the topic was fitting, considering this. Uh, we didn't have the original ads that went with the script, so we compiled a few vintage radio ads with a common subject to demonstrate how things changed from the 30s to the 70s to now.
2: No, 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 no. We're not now, doing that. We're not doing that. Uh, look, folks,
1: the uh, blaster sound is broken, so um, we're going to need all of your help <laughs> out there. So when I point to blaster, you've all got to say pew pew, 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 All right, let's try that out.
4: <clears throat> blaster. Pew, pew. Excellent. All right.
1: <laughs> Now,
0: one more thing. We wanted to address our casting. We've been gender blind in our casting from the start, so don't let that trip you up.
2: Hit him with the music, Mike. Thank you.
3: When danger and excitement rear their ugly heads, there's only one man you can count on to solve the case and save the day. That's right, loyal listeners. These are the adventures of Dick Rogers, Space Detective. This week, Dick is finally taking a much-deserved vacation in Ringsburg, a city built on the rings of Saturn. While trying to relax and enjoy this rare luxury, he's decided to stop by a craft and folk art show. But where there's a space detective, there's bound to be a crime. Tonight you're in for a thrilling tale of theft, cultural intrigue, a shootout, and a rousing chase. All part of Dick Rogers and the Craft Show Caper, brought to you by this episode's sponsor, United Standard Asbestos. United Standard Asbestos is the leader in safe, durable, and affordable home insulation. Let's listen in as Betty and Helen discuss a recent home renovation.
5: Just this last weekend, Tom installed new insulation in our attic.
4: He must have been tired from lugging those heavy insulation tiles up the stairs. Did you have to draw him a hot bath afterwards?
5: No, he hardly broke a sweat. Since he installed United Standard Asbestos insulation tiles, their new Duralite tiles are twice as insulating as fiberglass, but at half the weight. He finished so early, he was able to take the afternoon off to play golf while I made dinner.
4: That sure sounds great. Aren't you worried about the fire risk? My gas company says that houses that are insulated are more likely to burn down!
5: While that may be true for most kinds of insulation, that's not true for United Standard Asbestos Insulation. Asbestos is naturally fireproof, so I can rest easy knowing my family is protected by asbestos!
4: That's wonderful! But how is that possible? It sounds too good to be true!
5: I thought the same thing. But I read that asbestos is actually a safe natural mineral mined right here in America. The millions of fibers that give it its flexibility and insulating properties are present from the moment it is mined to the moment it's installed in your house. The patented United Standard Asbestos process turns it a brilliant white through the addition of lead carbonate, the same pigment found in everyday
4: house paint. Asbestos is a natural mineral? Well, that sounds like just a thing for my... My house I'm gonna call United Standard Asbestos today
3: yes asbestos seems like a miracle material and that's because it is there's no catch when you use United Standard Asbestos products including the new Duralite insulation tiles you can trust that when you buy United Standard Asbestos tile it's going to last forever And now we join Dick as he scours the stalls, looking for the deal of a lifetime.
2: This is such a beautiful sculpture. It's been so long since I've seen a tree in person. I think I might need it. What did you say this was made of?
6: It's carved from stone cut from the very ring this city was built on during construction. We try to reuse as much of it in the structures as we can, but there's always bits that just don't have enough metal content to melt down.
2: I still can't believe you can just build cities on the rings of Saturn. I mean, we always knew the rings were huge, solid pieces, but the fact that they have their own natural atmosphere still blows my mind. Vandra? Vangel? what is that? Vandera, That's the Vandera. art
6: crime alert siren! What?
2: They use it to indicate
6: when a major art crime has occurred. That way the other vendors can employ enhanced security protocols.
2: If you use uh, that big of a blaster for art crimes, what do you use for the real bad guys?
6: Excuse me? What crime could possibly be worse? (laughs) And
3: in this moment of uncertainty, they were approached by a man in a uniform Dick was unfamiliar with.
5: You there. Are you Richard Peter Rogers, PSI? Who's asking? I'm Officer Arthur Polis of the Ringsburg Art Police Special Theater and Folk Art Unit. Are you Dick Rogers? We're in need of a good space detective. That's me, yes. I am on vacation, though. I appreciate that. But we've had a serious outcrime. And you know how it is. Whenever duty calls, you answer the call. You say, hello? Oh, duty, I didn't recognize your voice at first. Yes, I understand.
2: I I guess my important vacation can be put on hold. Fine. Usually I'm dealing with grisly murders or vanished colonists. It'll be nice to work on a case with a little bit lower stakes.
5: Excuse me? This is bigger than any mere kidnapping! Somebody's property has been stolen, and they won't be able to recoup their investment.
6: Would you mind taking this conversation elsewhere? It's just... so upsetting. I don't want my merchandise to hear.
5: After you, Dick Rogers.
2: Oh, sorry, clumsy me. Like a space bull in a nanoceramic shop, I haven't quite got the hang of these darn magnetic graviton boots. Uh, quickly, Art, uh, we must go rescue that... Art.
5: The boots certainly take some getting used to, but they are quite important. The rings of Saturn are a wonderful place to live, but their mass is distributed widely with a weak gravitational pull. If you're not wearing these boots, it's quite easy to accidentally launch yourself into orbit by stepping or jumping too hard. Even our vehicles use magnets to hold themselves safely to the ground.
3: And with that, Arthur led Dick through the show. Ringsburg, not the oldest, but by far the largest settlement in the Saturn system. Ringsburg had recently become the absolute hub for jet setters and aficionados of various art and cultural pursuits. Like Paris, New York, and Mars Vegas before it. What started as a cheap place for artists to live and work eventually priced out all but the most successful inhabitants, just like market forces intended. They eventually came to an unassuming booth that was virtually empty except for a single art piece and a very distraught proprietor.
5: Dick Rogers, this is Vroomda Venga. She is the curator for this booth. Vroomda, tell
0: us what happened. Oh, it was awful. I've spent months curating nothing but the finest examples of early Titan shore art. I've never had to put so much effort into a single exhibition. Then mere minutes after the show opened, I was held at blaster point while a disgusting hoodlum absconded with my inventory. He took every last piece. Well, except that one.
3: Vroomed indicated a sculpture about eight inches tall, made of a combination of antique spacesuit fabric and a somewhat crudely formed ceramic. It may have been intended to crudely represent a human form, if, if one were to squint. Uh, Dick, being new to the world of fine art, fumbled to find an appropriate response.
2: Ah, uh, yes, what a delightful piece. Uh, it uh, truly captures the universality of our existence in this landscape... Uh, ringscape, juxtaposed with the collective sense of the sublime, it's remarkable that a thief would leave such a terribly beautiful work of art behind.
0: Well, that's it's a very strange interpretation, Dick, when in fact the artists of Titanshore strive to aim directly into the void, signifying the utter insignificance of each viewer and artist alike.
5: Agreed. In fact, the simple nature of the piece invites us as a viewer into the progress of regressing
2: into non-being. Ah, yes, I'm seeing the void now.
5: You gentlemen are, of course,
0: quite kind to overlook the aesthetic deficiencies of this particular piece. Just among us, we can admit it, this piece is awful.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, yes, that's definitely what we were uh, terribly hideous I'm. I'm not familiar. What did you call it? The Titan Shore Colony.
0: Uh, how's your solar system geography?
2: Top of my class. Three years in a row.
0: Well, then you're probably aware that Titan is the largest moon of Saturn. Nearly 80 years ago, the first colony ship to arrive in the Saturn system landed there and established the Titan Shore Colony. Now, the mission was launched by ACME Scientific Space Flight in New Jersey. They planned to establish a colony on the outer edge of the Andromeda Galaxy. But the crew was chosen more for their creativity than scientific know-how, and well, they only got as far as Titan.
2: Why, that's not even 900 million miles from Jersey.
0: Oh, truly pathetic. The expedition seems to have been rather... Poorly planned. There were more dreamers than doers on the mission, so they brought a thousand pounds of unfired clay and 75 different glazes, but someone forgot to pack the freeze-dried macaroni and cheese. Uh, Nonetheless, the colony gave mankind a firm foothold in the outer solar system for future expansion and colonization.
2: I feel like I've got a good cultural background now. Can you give me a description of the miscreant?
0: Hmm. Well, he was slightly less than average height, but appeared to be in good physical condition. Uh, He had that greasy Titanshore hairstyle where the hair stands up and fills out the space around the head inside a space helmet. Uh, uh, but he wasn't wearing a pressure suit. Uh, he was wearing a, a white strappy undershirt without a shirt over it, a, a gold chain around his neck, uh, black trousers, and um, oh, brown penny loafers. Uh, his weapon was an old-fashioned blaster, the, the kind that doesn't have a stun setting. Hmm.
2: Uh, Thank you, Vroomda. Arthur, what is our next move?
5: We'll have to work our way through the other booths, see if the perp tried to sell on site. There are a few vendors here who might be open to a deal and not too curious about where the art came from. Vroomda,
2: we'll keep you up to date on any developments as they... develop. We'll do our best, but as the old saying goes, don't count your Monsanto spacefowl before they hatch.
3: (laughs) And with that, Dick and his temporary partner struck out looking for clues... One of their first stops was a rather unassuming booth with a friendly-looking proprietor.
5: You there, Maury! Ah, my old friend Arthur! I was expecting you. Uh, Maury, this is the famous space detective Dick
2: Rogers. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir.
5: Ah,
6: Dick Rogers, I followed your career with some interest. You may be surprised to learn that many years ago, I actually held your position with the GIF investigation unit.
2: Ah, uh, you must be the Maurice Sommelier. Every GIF member is familiar with your work. I see you've kept the mustache.
6: Well, it has been my calling card for a long time.
2: Is it true you once solved 24 murders in 24 hours?
6: Well. Quite a lot of them were committed by the same fiend, which saves
5: considerable time. Sorry to interrupt you two, but we have to get to the matter at hand. Has anyone out of the ordinary offered you any art for suspiciously good deals today? Arthur,
6: you know that I have to be very selective about the pieces I acquire with my customer base. Oh, that reminds me, the uh, interactive fertility idol you uh, asked about has come in from a friend on Venus. Even I was surprised by how life back.
5: I'm Maury, you kidda? I'm on the case right now. I'll be back before closing. Uh, we're here about a serious art crime. Uh, Vroom Rvenga's whole collection was stolen. Bleh. Vroom
6: that blech. It couldn't have happened to a nicer lady. I, I joke. I joke. I did see a suspicious character wheeling a cart past a while ago. I thought to myself, Maurice, where did a man like that? A man who wears brown shoes with black trousers get the money to buy that much art? But one of the things I've learned since my retirement is not to ask too many questions. I tell you, back when I was a space detective... We'd love to
5: stay in chat, Maury.
6: Nonsense. Come and find me after closing. We'll grab a drink. Dick, you're buying. <laughs> Gladly. And, um,
5: I'll see you later, too.
3: <laughs> As the diligent agents of justice turned to leave, Maurice called out... Officer, police! Just one more thing.
5: Uh, of course, Maury.
3: The thief went that way. Huh. <laughs> With Maurice pointing the opposite direction the pair had originally turned, they laughed and uh, headed down the aisle the other way. And as our heroes continued their search, it's time for us to present another message from our sponsor. United Standard Asbestos has been the leading name in insulation for over 40 years. We have worked breathlessly to bring you the best asbestos money can buy. For this reason, we are deeply saddened to announce that we are discontinuing the Duralite line of insulation due to changing market conditions and a recent federal injunction. As such, we are turning a new leaf with our new name, USA Products, still the same great United Standard Asbestos quality, but with a name that reflects our true patriotism. We believe that there is still a bright future for asbestos due to its unique, heat-resistant properties, no material on earth can match the performance of our brake bestus brake pads. And don't take our word for it, let's hear from famous race car driver Manny Petty.
6: Whether I'm out on the track winning races, or on the streets pushing 400 horsepower through the rear end of my Chevelle, I need to know that I can stop on a dime if there's a kid out playing in the street. Or if I see a hot little number on the sidewalk who's not smiling, That's why I only use Brake Bestus brake pads. I wouldn't trust any other brake pad to get the job done, capiche? You can just see the quality when you put them on. The billions of tiniest asbestos fibers grab that wheel and stop it like nothing else. If I didn't have Brake Bestus, I don't know what I would use. Take it from me, famous race car driver, Manny Petty. Brake Bestus are the best. As you can hear, Brake Bestus is
3: the trusted choice for any car. Next time you get a brake job, make sure you ask for the finest. Ask for Brake Bestus from the new USA products. And now, back to the riveting action. The diligent duo worked their way through the show, talking to many other vendors, including a booth run by a licensed expert on Titanshore art, but... Search as they might, they find neither hide nor hair of the stolen artwork. In fact, they were nearly ready to head back to APSTFU headquarters when they spotted a figure of particular description pushing a heavily laden cart towards the Exhibition Hall exit.
4: You, with the cart, hold it right there!
3: You make foot gumshot gumshoots will never catch me! Get down, Dick! The perp drew his blaster and fired wildly at our heroes! And with that, the alleged art thief darted through the exit, shifting the cart he was pushing as he did, blocking our heroes from getting through the door.
2: Drat, there's no way we can get that cart out of the way and get through before he gives us the slip. Don't worry, Dick. I know this street. There just happens to be a service door a little further
5: along
4: the wall to the left. Still, we'd better hurry. What if he's got a vehicle outside? This way.
3: And with that, our champions of justice ran down a narrow aisle along the wall until they came to a door marked Authorized Personnel Only. Then, with the ultimate authority that comes with righteousness, they threw open the door and burst out onto the street, teeming with people going about their day. They would almost certainly have missed their suspect if he had not called attention to himself by stopping dead in his tracks and shouting, I don't know how you are, coppers knew about that door, but you'll still never catch me! With total disregard, the thief dove in front of a vehicle, causing the driver to slam on the brakes. He then swiftly drew his blaster, fired into the air, forcing the driver out of the vehicle. See you later, Flatfoots. The rogue jumped in the mag car and screeched off, cutting through the flow of traffic.
2: Dread and dang it, we'll never catch him now. Don't despair, my friend. Two can play at that game.
3: And with that dick pulled Not a blaster, but his jiff badge out of his pocket, and approached a nearby vehicle fresh from
0: the hydro wash.
2: We need to commandeer this vehicle.
0: What is the meaning of this? I'm not giving you my vehicle. I just got it detailed.
2: We are in hot pursuit of a vile art thief.
0: (gasps) An art thief? Oh, by all means, take it for however long you need.
2: I don't know if I'll ever really understand this place.
3: Dick and Arthur loaded themselves in and heard automotive carnage ahead.
2: Dick,
5: I hope you're ready, because you're about to have the ride of your life.
3: The borrowed vehicle tore off after the one stolen from by the nefarious 'er ne'er-do-well, weaving in and out between other vehicles.
5: You just leave it to me. I've, I've completed nearly a dozen courses in crisis driving. But did you pass? Top of my class, three years in a row.
3: Our duo rounded a corner at top speed and found themselves right on the tail of the suspect's abducted auto, at which point they saw the KG culprit leaning out the window, flourishing his blaster!
6: Don't get any closer! I'll burn that car from the outside in!
4: Hold
2: steady, Arthur. I'm going to see if I can shoot out a tire.
5: I wouldn't do... Th-
4: <laughs> ah! A ricochet shot!
5: Yes. Magno-tyres are actually electric ma- electromagnetic cages that keep the vehicle stuck to the surface of the ring. You'd have to be able to hit the electrical line that provides power to the coil.
2: You could have warned me. At least now I know what I'm aiming for.
5: Don't be silly, man. No one could hit a target that small on a moving vehicle from their own vehicle, which was also moving. Just watch me.
3: Over the next few moments, Dick honed his aim in on the nearly impossible target, while dodging stray blaster shots. Suddenly, failing to take a sharp corner... The miscreant drove straight into a blockade. Leaning out the window as he had been, the villain was nearly ejected from his abruptly stationary sedan, losing his grip on his weapon in the process. Arthur and Dick brought their lone machine to a halt and leaped into action to secure their suspect.
4: Don't let
5: him! Get away! There's no way he can outrun us. Like a tree descendant of Titan, show, he's not wearing Graviton boots. To avoid launching himself, he can only shuffle slide, and you can't build much speed that way.
3: True to Arthur's observation, the thief was moving in an odd sliding gait, like keeping both feet in contact with the sidewalk at all times. But just as Arthur noticed him, the miscreant noticed the forces of good gaining on him. He hesitated for a moment before instinct took over and he broke into a more conventional run for a few steps, at which point he realized his feet were no longer in contact with the walkway at all. Curse you, make Foots! He wildly flailed to grab the nearest streetlight or pedestrian but couldn't quite catch hold as he continued to drift up from the ground.
5: Keep an eye on him. This happens all the time. We've got life ropes every few dozen yards just for this purpose. I'll grab the nearest line.
3: And with that, Arthur sauntered off and... Dick was able to come to a gentle stop just below the criminal, slowly floating spaceward.
6: Hey, I'm not that far up yet. I bet you can grab my leg if you reach.
2: I may be able to at that. It looks like you barely gave yourself enough velocity to escape the weak gravity here. Why, you must be floating off at just a couple of inches per second.
6: Just grab me. You're the law. If you let me fill it off, you won't have anyone to arrest.
2: Ah, but you see, you've abandoned the stolen art. We can technically just return that and save ourselves a mess of paperwork.
6: You can't do that.
2: I've got rights to. I guess there is the car you've wrecked, but I'm sure the owner has insurance to pay for situations like this.
4: <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. You can still reach me if you jump. You know, I, we haven't been introduced. My name is Dick Rogers, and I'm a space detective. You may have heard of me. What is your name?
6: Of course I've heard of Dick Rogers. My name's Pauly Long.
3: Polly began awkwardly removing his belt.
6: Here, I'll swing this down towards you. Just
3: grab it and pull me in. But Dick barely made a move to try to grab the belt, even though it was easily within reach.
2: It's nice to meet you, Pauly. You know, I'm on my first vacation in almost three years. Well, I was before I got called to help track you down. Not that I mind, of course, but today I didn't really know anything about the Titan Shore colony, and it's a terrible shame. It seems like your people have such a rich and interesting history. Here, I'll swing it down again. Just grab it. Oh, shoot. Missed it by that much. Polly, I'm curious. Tell me, what was it like growing up on Titan Shore? You can still reach it. I thought you might want to share your culture with an outsider. What's the matter, Polly? Are you distracted for some reason?
6: You can still reach it! Ah,
2: dang. Just out of arm's reach. You know, I'm usually much better at catching people. Famous for it, in fact.
6: What do you want from me, you sadistic creep? You think my life is a joke?
2: Not at all. In fact, my colleague from the local art police should be back soon. He said something about life ropes the city had installed for situations just like this.
5: Thank God! I just hope he hurries up! Young man, I'll thank you not to take the Lord's
2: name in vain. I promise I won't do it again! Just toss me the rope. I don't know, Arthur. He seems like a pretty hardened criminal. You know how it goes. We bring him in, he does his time, and when they release him, he gets some poor art merchant on the business end of a blaster the very next day. This seems like a bit of a self-cleaning oven situation here. I see your
5: point, Dick. And it would save us a considerable amount of paperwork. You can't do this to me! I'm a human being! Just throw me the rope!
2: I guess it would be cruel of us to let him drift off like this.
5: Imagine it. It would be absolute torture. You know exactly what's coming, albeit very slowly, without any way to prevent your fate.
2: If it was me, I would do just about anything to get out of the situation.
5: I will!
6: I'll do anything! I'll waive my rights to an attorney! Just throw me the rope!
2: Oh, Arthur, I'm so glad you've made it back with the life rope before Polly drifted too far.
6: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
5: you,
3: thank you, thank you. Arthur, gently toss the rope out to where Polly could snag it. Thank you, you
5: beautiful people. (laughs) Oh, now, now, Dick, we've got to be careful to pull him in slowly and gently. It's easy to pull too hard, and he's slam with force once momentum and gravity turn in our
2: favor. We don't want to bang him up. Definitely. The car crash surely banged him up badly enough.
6: Oh, thank you. I think thank you
4: Thank you. Thank in you. In no beautiful. time at all,
3: those dashing do-gooders had Polly up and loaded into their commandeered conveyance. And as they make their way back to the convention center where today's tale began, we've got one more message from our sponsor.
1: Hey, hey, Skeevy Mike here with another amazing deal for you. I'm launching my latest home renovation business, Skeevy Mike's Miracle Insulation. I'll insulate your whole house for only $39.95. That's right, the whole house from top to bottom for less than the carton of smokes. Now I can hear you saying, Skeevy Mike, how can your prices be that low? It's all thanks to the miracle of asbestos insulation. It turns out, if I show up at construction sites and say, I'm here for the asbestos, they just give it away. <laughs> Sometimes, they even pay me to take it. That's how I pass the savings on to you. So give me a call today <coughs> and give me an, app- instead of an appointment to get your house insulated. I'll fill up my unmarked panel van full of asbestos and bring it to your house and get to work so you can sit back and relax. Then you can breathe a sigh of relief, knowing that your house is completely insulated. Call to Dan!
3: <laughs> we now rejoin those keen servants of the law as they re-enter the art show and prepare to return Vroom Venga's missing artwork.
2: Someone must have noticed the cart Polly left at the art and cleared the exit. I have a feeling I know who did it. Yeah?
6: Ah, boys, I see you've done your duty and saved the day once again.
5: Maury, how did I know you'd be the one to clear the exit and corral the stolen artwork?
6: I'm just naturally curious, you know.
2: I know where you're coming from, but I have a feeling, but from the look on your face, that there's more to the situation than just gathering the loot.
5: How astute. So why exactly do you look like the cat who got the canary, my old friend?
6: If you don't mind, Arthur, I'd love to take this opportunity to evaluate the abilities of my indirect replacement here.
2: I feel like a bit of a fish out of water in Ringsburg, what with the difference in priorities when it comes to crime, but I'll give it a shot. I'll start with the obvious. Our friend Maurice here was alerted to the theft by our conversation earlier. So when he heard the ruckus that occurred during our first contact with Polly, the art thief, He decided to investigate and ended up securing the stolen merchandise while simultaneously clearing the exit and getting this building back in line with fire code. Naturally. But if that were all, he would have merely returned the art back to its owner and caught up with us at the conclusion of today's dramatic activities. This suggests to me that he discovered something about the situation from his contact with the art or the cart that had been used to misappropriate it.
3: At this point, Dick took a moment to observe Exhibits A and B in an attempt to gain a window into the mind of his predecessor.
2: Now, from what I can observe, this cart appears to be totally run-of-the-mill. It is functionally identical to the other carts that I've seen observed using from those who have purchased art at the show here. And? And peculiar for our current location, none of these carts seem to have any sort of magnetic device, either on the wheels or body of the cart. To me, that indicates that they are only useful inside the expo center here. No thinking citizen of Ringsburg would have tried to take one of these carts outside unless they knew there was no possibility at all of the cart getting a shock and sending its contents into orbit.
6: Quite the insightful observation for one who has spent little time in our fair city. I commend your ability to incorporate new knowledge.
2: Thank you. The conclusions I can draw from this are as follows. One, our perpetrator, being from the Titanshore colony, may not have realized the limited usefulness of a cart when exiting into the open air, or B, being from the Titanshore colony, Polly would be more conscious of the limitations of being unmagnetized due to the refusal to wear graviton boots, which suggests that he had plans to sell the art right here in the building and may have even had an accomplice waiting to receive the stolen art.
6: And which of these theories are you leaning towards?
2: Definitely number two. I think Paulie had prearranged for the sale of his merchandise right here at the art show, possibly to the Titanshore expert we spoke earlier, who claimed to not have seen or heard from anything wanting to unload artwork.
6: Interesting. You talked to her earlier and saw what you have for say?
2: Yes, I definitely recognize the art style from the pieces that have been left behind at Vroomda's booth.
6: I must congratulate you on your powers of observation and deduction. When I was in my prime, had I been in your position, I would have almost certainly drawn the same conclusion.
2: So you agree. Shall we stroll along to chat with Polly's countrywoman? I've got her information
5: right here. I can
2: start a background check.
5: As it happens, there is one
2: thing I know. That you,
6: lacking the experience and knowledge I've accumulated in my years here at Ringsburg, would have no way of knowing. And that is? Look at the pieces in the cart. You haven't had much of a chance to observe them. At Maury's Heating, Dick... Made a more detailed examination
3: of the artwork itself, and after several moments, his face lit up with excitement. Have
2: you seen it? I think I've got it. There's a noted difference in the artwork here and the other examples left behind with Vroomda, and on display at the Titanshore booth. I can tell that the materials used are slightly different, but the bigger difference is the style. These are by far more aesthetically pleasing than the other examples I've seen today. The color palette is thoughtfully chosen, and the oneness of each piece is so much more cohesive.
6: Which means? How could I have missed it?
2: The pieces in this cart are forgeries aimed at folks like me who don't have the context to fully appreciate the real thing.
6: How generous of you. Most people never grow to appreciate Titanshore art.
2: But this has larger implications, Mori. I believe we need to pay another visit to your old friend Vroomda. Now, here is the plan.
3: And in just a matter of moments, Dick had outlined a plan of action that had the three of them splitting up to achieve their collective goals. Maurice took charge of the cart and the forgeries. Arthur went off to speak with a certain expert, and Dick went off on his own to tie up the last loose end. But, of course, the fruition of the plan took place back where this all started, Vroomda Venga's booth.
0: Well, hello there, Maury. To what do I owe the uh, pleasure of your company? I heard through the grapevine that you had had a financial tragedy
6: today. Mm. But I've got some wonderful news. Arthur and Dick were able to startle your thief into abandoning his ill-gotten booty. Oh, wait, that's...
3: Yes, that's, that's wonderful. At that moment, Arthur and the Titanshore expert arrived.
5: What's the matter, Vroomda? You don't seem as happy to get your property back as I would have expected. Oh, oh it, it's, it's just such a shock. Have you met my friend, Nicole? Hi there. She's a government-certified Titan Shore art dealer.
3: And just that moment, Dick arrived, leading a slightly bruised and
0: handcuffed Polly.
2: And we all know you've met our good friend, Polly Long.
0: Hello. Oh, Gentlemen, it's been such a long and harrowing day. Thank you for returning my stolen inventory and apprehending the... Miscreant responsible. I think I'm just going to pack up my booth and end my day early. Not so fast, Roomda.
2: <sighs> Nicole, you're the real expert when it comes to Titan Shore art. Can you tell us anything about the pieces in this cart?
0: Well, I can definitely shed a bit of light on these pieces. They're fake. They wouldn't fool anyone who truly collects Titan
2: Shore art. Is that so? So they're fake. Is it a crime to sell fake art? I've had a brief conversation with Polly here. He was able to confirm a few suspicions I had in mind.
0: And those suspicions would
6: be? She had me to steal his stuff. She didn't care what happened to it afterwards. She just wanted
0: it stolen.
2: Now, wh- that's awfully strange behavior for someone whose financial livelihood depends on selling art.
0: You're going to trust an, an art
2: thief? We've been through a thing or two with Polly today, and I feel like I can trust him to give me the straight dope.
6: Damn straight. Language! Sorry.
2: Now, I think I know what really took place here today, and I'll lay it all out and give you a chance to defend yourself before Arthur hauls you and Polly off here to the slammer. This morning, you told us you spent months curating this collection, but I think you've exaggerated. You've slapped together whatever pieces you could get on your hands, and it wasn't until last night. You actually took the time to look at your offerings. At which point, even a dilettante like yourself couldn't help but notice something was off. After a moment of research, you discovered almost all of your inventory were forgeries. At that point, you could have cut your losses, but you wanted that payday. You thought you could spend a little more money to hire Polly here to steal your merchandise and cash in on your insurance policy to more than recoup your exaggerated losses. Now that's what I call space detection.
0: You're very clever, Mr. Famous Space Detective, but you'll never prove it.
6: Um, I actually record all my business conversations in case things go south like they did today. I've already given the recording to Dick.
3: And with her last shred of plausible deniability destroyed, Vroomda launched herself toward Polly, swinging her one and only genuine piece of Titan Shore like a club.
0: Yeah!
3: But Mori, having coincidentally placed himself between Vroomda and the others, was able to simply extend his foot and trip her. She crashed to the floor, smashing the sculpture in the process.
0: My god, what have I done? I'll never financially recover
4: from this! Arthur, take her! (gasps) Away!
3: Arthur helped, and now quite passive, Vroomda (laughs) to her feet before securing her wrists with handcuffs.
5: All right, Vroomda, you and Polly are coming with me. Dick, Maury, I can't thank you
2: enough for the help you've given me with this case. It's all in a day's work for a space detective, even a retired one.
6: And now that today's work is done, I believe you were going to buy me a drink, young man.
2: After today, I'll buy you two.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it, true spacers. Wherever there's trouble, wherever there's danger, wherever there's petty theft, Dick Rogers is there. So make sure you're there too. Make sure you join us for the next episode of The Adventures of Dick Rogers, Space Detective.
0: That was even more fun than I thought it would be. Technical difficulties and all.
1: Sorry again about that. I I don't know how I could have lost the the blaster sound.
2: Oh, oh, there they are. (laughs) You know, I think the technical difficulties actually made it more fun. I mean, what's the point of doing a show with a live audience if you can't have some audience participation?
0: Yes. And we would like to thank you all for joining us here today at Dubuque Fest. And we hope that you liked D- Dick Rogers, Face Detective, enough to check out our podcast.
2: Now, we've got to do some stuff for the audience that will eventually be listening to this at home. But before we do that, I do want to do live out my secret rock star dreams. <clears throat> You've
4: been a lovely audience, Dubuque Fest. Thank you. Good night. We love you all.
2: Okay, hit him with the handle, Skeevy Mike. Just... Mike, please. Okay, sorry, I'm the real skeevy one. Hit him with the handles, Mike. We're on Facebook at
1: Dick Rogers Pod, on Instagram at Dick Rogers Space Detective, and Twitter at Rogers Space. And you can join the nerds on Patreon at patreon.com slash space underscore detective.
0: And make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, which will make it easier to join us for your next dick appointment. Same space-time, same space place. Well, at least the same time and place for the people who weren't here to watch
2: live. You know, this would be the better part to do the rock star thing. Anyway, thank you. Good night. (laughs) This episode's nerds are Wendy
5: Wilwert as Joanna, Broom Devenga Driver, and Nicole. (laughs) Logan Wright as Daniel, Helen, and Dick Rogers. (laughs) Michael Storm as Mike Nutley and Ski v. (laughs) Mike. Melissa Goranson as announcer. Woohoo! Nicholas Johnson as Betty and Arthur Woo! Emily Anderson as Merchant, Maury, Manny Petty, and Polly. Dick Rogers and the Craft Show Caper was written by Nicholas Johnson and Michael Storm. Sound design by Michael Storm with the assistance of the Dubuque Fest audience. Thanks for helping us out. Music by Nicholas Johnson.
0: (laughs) Thanks,
6: guys. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't be here next week. We won't be. Yeah.
5: (laughs)
2: on this newfangled thing called the internet.
6: Never heard of it, sounds fake.